Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. In this episode, Anna and I discuss self-expression. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. I thought about starting with, (laughs) because you got this in my head the other day. Are you ready to rumble? <laughs> Thank you. Are you ready? <laughs> so bad. What it's, is wrestling? It's awful. I think wrestling so is awful. drag for straight men. Oh, okay. Less awful when you think. But why do they have? Why do people want to watch other people beat the shit out of each other? Like, I don't understand boxing. I don't understand any of that. I just, and let alone like men in with bad mullets like the whole thing is just oh i don't know i kind of i mean some of the outfits are just so insane because i mean i don't think wrestling i mean if you're a wrestling fan if we have some wrestler (laughs) listeners i apologize educate us please you know i don't think of it i mean it's based out of florida you know like wwe and stuff like that and yeah which gives you an indication of maybe what they're rooted in so I don't think of them as maybe being like a progressive community, which again, <laughs> please like, what? let me know yeah, if I'm off prove, base. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Prove me wrong. I would love it. So the outfits then become even more like, what? In that context for me, that like these men that I think are very hyper masculine and stuff that I'm like, you realize you're wearing a Speedo and friends. You're wearing right? a thong. You're wearing yeah. a thong. Like so, we're we're actually not talking about this today, but it's always fun to talk surprise. about anything. This is a pro wrestling episode. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know you wanted to become a wrestler? We're gonna really work out our feelings about the industry of pro wrestling. <gasps> what are we talking about? We are talking about self-expression, and I mean, once again, I was a little surprised. Okay, before I give you your definition, mm-hmm. what do you think self-expression is? Oh, the ability to open oneself in a communicative way through communication, through creative communication or speaking or singing, anything that is the self coming to life. That's how I define it. I think that's a prettier definition than what it is, but... That's because I'm just a sexy definition gal. Nina's just always serving so much sex that it's even in her definition. Yeah, no, just serving you sex self expression. Yeah, (laughs) go go ahead. When I came into our session to record, she serenaded me. That's just all the raw sexuality she's always like bringing to the situation. (laughs) It is the expression of one's feelings, thoughts, or ideas, especially in writing, art, music, or dance. Dance. And like part of why I asked you what you thought it was is that I really thought self-expression was maybe like personal creativity or something like how your creativity expressed, you know, this sounds so silly. I didn't even think about it as feelings. Like, of course it is. Of course, it's how you're expressing feelings. You know, I just didn't think of it that way. And something that was interesting that came up 
that was from a, like a mental health organization was being able to fully express ourselves increases our mental well-being and it helps us to connect with our real self and become more balanced and happier within. When we truly express ourselves, we can explore what feelings and emotions lie within us rather than our exterior self that we might be showing to the world. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting of highlighting the benefit of it. Yeah. I was singing just before this, like, no, but really singing with Milo, we were watching, watching music videos again. And it just, it's amazing what singing can do. Like I've always loved music, but when you connect with the words and the feeling behind what somebody is putting out there and then sing it yourself, like I just felt such a release, but also a connection. And it's, it's like a way of meditating for me too. You know, I mean, I'm not. That's interesting. Yeah. It feels that way. It feels very meditative for me and it feels very cleansing to sing and to move in a creative way with music to music. I I totally understand why some people don't like to move with music. And sometimes I don't, but for me, that really helps me like be with my feelings. Yeah. I think I just... (laughs) I really like to emote, you know, like I like to be. Girl, you do. I do. And it entertains me. I enjoy it, you know, and I'm <laughs> like it <laughs> for a variety of reasons. But like I, when I was thinking about this episode and thinking about like, you know, what are my views on self-expression and like da 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 da, I was like self-expression has been so integral and like everything for me since the jump, you know, like, I don't know what time I wasn't kind of like moving through my feelings in a like expressive way, you know, whether that was like making art, you know, like my mom's an artist and her background's in that. And my dad was pretty into music, even though he was, you know, an accountant, he was like a pretty artsy, creative person for being in that, you know, kind of world that, I don't think emotions were super valued in my home, but self-expression was, you know? How interesting. What a, right? What a disconnect. Yeah. Like, and it's like... Like, where do you, where did they think all that stuff came from? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think the fuel is for this? You know, and I dance, I started dancing when I was like two, you know, like, oh, you dance, you're a dancer. I'm a dancer. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I've had, I haven't really danced dance in a while, but yeah, dance was a huge part of my life. And I got really into it again, like in my twenties and was going to like Broadway dance. Oh my God. Yeah. I would pay to see you do a Broadway dance. Oh, not like, well, it's just a dance play. It's just a place you can take classes in the city and I would take the hip hop dances. Oh, Oh, I thought I was a white Missy Elliott. I wore an Adidas jacket. I had the pink bottom Air Force ones. I was like, (gasps) I was taking break dancing classes. Oh, I was fully Oh my God, wait, that is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah. And now I find like, especially between clients sometimes that move in my bod, but like I have to dance almost like as if a goblin was moving. Like they're not cool moves, you know, but no, sometimes it's get, it's get it out of me. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I almost do this thing that I call it like my monster dance where I 
have to shake my upper body. And I'm like, oh, got to do your ogre dance, you know, but I feel so much better after I do it. And I'm curious about for you, like lots of times when I'm doing this stuff, it's not conscious. I'm not like, whoa, that was a heavy session or, ooh, like I feel a lot has built up in my bod or whatever. I'm just more like, oh, got to do my weird ogre dance. You know, like I know I need to to shake it, you know, like I know I need to like release some of that. Shrek it out. Yeah, I got to shrek. <laughs> yep, I got to just shrek it. <laughs> some Hulk it out, I shrek it out. <laughs> but I don't, it's not conscious in my head. Is it conscious in your head? Do you have language around? Are you like, oh, I need to go sing. Like I need to, okay, interesting. Not necessarily singing. Singing comes on a lot more naturally. It's so sad because when I was younger, I sang a lot and I, I used to do theater camps and like, you know. Did you? A theater girl. You know, I don't want to brag, but I was Puck. And oh, that is very, no, that's, <laughs> that is good casting right there. That is. Yeah. It's like, if I don't get the lead, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> no, I was very, I like to share, but I loved theater and I loved singing and I loved acting. But I remember being kind of squashed a few times. One was when I had a solo at school and I felt really good and people were very complimentary after, which was nice. Not why I did it, but nice. And then the school like stopped doing solos after that, which I thought was kind of interesting. And my dad who thinks, you know, the world is against anybody with our last name probably, which is not true, was like, it's because you were good. That's why. And I'm like, I don't think they stopped doing solos because a nine-year-old did well. But yeah, what a weird thing to plant in your head. Super weird thing. Like to it's plant. your fault. Yeah. Anyway, but, I mean, yeah, passive aggressively, of. it's like, it's your fault. Yeah. You were so good. You killed solos for everyone. Right. Exactly. So, so weird. weird. I know. Sorry, Dad. Just telling the truth. Yeah. But for me, I think that was one of the things among many others. For many women, especially, but men, of course, just like where someone kind of sat on my voice or made it weird. And so I stopped doing that. I, I quit. I was like, oh, well, everybody else is playing sports. I guess I'll just fucking play sports. I hate sports. But now it's so conscious when I move something that, especially after clients or when I, when I feel like their feelings have, you know, latched onto me or their energy, I make a very conscious effort to move it out. And I try to even exercise, like do intuitive movement after clients or before clients. So I can be very clear, you know, going in or coming out. But I would like to know what you think is common among clients or people that you know where of like how we get stuck in self-expression or what do you think people mm. think it is? So when I'm like theorizing on something, I've started calling myself Dr. Banana to keep myself <laughs> grounded in that I don't know anything. But I have a theory. So I think creativity is prized, but also it's like coveted in our society, but it's charged. And I think if people feel like they're not creative, whether that's, you know, I can't draw or I can't sing, you know, I think people have a really limited mm -hmm. definition of it and don't understand like 
the point isn't to be good. The point is to get your feelings out, you know, and to be saying who you are, you know? So that's one thing. I think people either stop exploring their creativity or it gets like, I don't know if it's capitalism. I don't know what, I think it gets kind of like capitalism. It's true. When in doubt it's capitalism. When the patriarch is sleeping, it's capitalism. (laughs) So I think that that's a factor. And then I think sometimes when people don't know how to meet their needs or express their needs, they confuse being maybe dramatic as self-expression. And that, like for me, it's I'm usually like when I'm being fake dramatic, it's normally just because it's funny to me. You know, it's literally funny to me. And I'm like being dramatic because it's funny to me. And I'm hoping it's funny to you, you know, or whoever I'm doing it to. And it's also been this way for me to sometimes like bridge gaps, you know, like I'll be really dramatic to my mom because my mom's not particularly dramatic. (laughs) So it's my way of like, I'm going to hype it up so we can like laugh about it together. You know, I found it's been this way to open up dialogue sometimes, you know, of like, Mm -hmm. I'm taking it to this extreme so we can talk about it like in the middle, you know, but I hear sometimes with girlfriends and stuff this building of like something like energy, emotion, something, you know, that feels disproportionate to like what they're even either talking about or like what they're trying to express that it feels like this actual big buildup of unreleased self-expression, you know, that it's like just literally you're not emoting in any way. And I know like for a lot of clients, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm a big fan. And we talk about this actually in DPC a lot because like death anniversaries and birthdays and things like that are, are charged and something that people are like, I think looking for community around of how do you do that and stuff like that. So we've talked about that some years, like you do want to be sad, that it's just nice that you're like, I just want to sit and be sad about my ghost dad. And it can be nice to also have this day that you're allowed to be sad. And I feel like sometimes with clients or friends or people, I'm like, you can just be sad. Like this weekend, if you want, play a little Fiona Apple, you know, like maybe have a little treat and just be in your feels. It's okay. Like the world's not going to end. You're not going to get lost to this. I think people are so afraid that they're going to get lost in it. It feels very like Queen of Cups energy where I'm like, you have to trust you're not going to get lost in this sea of emotion. You'll come back. Like, and, and if anything, too, the release of it in some way, whether it's like, I'm going to let myself be sad this this weekend and I'm going to, you know, I've been a little blue. I'm down about the pandemic. I hate that like people don't believe in science. Like I'm going to let myself just be down this weekend. I think there's a lot to be said for that. And so it's like, have some fun with it. Be dramatic. You know, watch that movie that makes you cry every time. It works like, for us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm a happier person for it. And I'm also clearer. It helps me really figure out how I feel about something. Because I'll be like, do you really feel that way? But I'm also the same person too, who, you know, I'm inviting our members to join our Discord. I don't even really know what Discord is, but I'm acting like I care a lot about it. I mean, I care about us connecting with everybody. But I'm literally texted to 
Mina, I was like, I'm like the smoky bear for hurt feelings. Only you can prevent crying. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) Oh my God. But I just like, that to me is funny. Like I like bits, you know, I'm like, I like this bit of like, I'm terrorizing people (laughs) to join stuff. So I'm not sad because that's not really my personality. I don't really care what anyone does. So it's like funny to me. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm revealing I'm a psychopath. I don't know. Well, you are crazy, but in a good way. If that, if that matters, I think to your point, people who think they're not creative, I think it's hard for them to imagine getting that it's unproductive, like doing something that's not productive. And so it's like back to what you were saying about the feelings. I think a lot of people are scared to be sad or they don't understand how to come out of that. And I find that with meditation as well. Like people worrying about getting lost in the meditation or not being able to come back to this reality if they, which you're not leaving reality. You're just, you know, yeah, at least you shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you're not. Sorry. Should, should is not a word I like to say, but please don't leave ours. You're here. But I think it's this feeling of if I s- slow down enough to feel my feelings, to express my feelings, to get lost in art. I mean, all my husband does all day is paint, right? I mean, that's yeah. his job. And I think so many people cannot understand how that is a thing. But he's in his world and he's expressing himself in the way he sees things. And then other people are moved by it. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it is. So- So I think the conversation of productivity and, you know, if it doesn't have like a specific meaning or it's not a class, you know, there's no certificate. It's hard for people to put it someplace. And it's like, what if just expressing yourself was the point? That was it. Right. Right. And I think also, too, people have this narrow minded idea of creativity and it's one of my oldest friends is always like, oh, I'm not creative like you. I'm not creative like you. And I'm like, but you are. You manage a large team. You have kids. Like, you do creative problem solving all the time. I think your creativity is intimidating for a lot of people. And I don't mean to say that. Yeah, but I don't believe there's anyone who isn't creative. I mean, it Same. maybe doesn't come natural to you. It's maybe not you know, in the classical, very narrow definition, like I've always been a really creative person, but like, I'm not that good at drawing, you know, like I'm not that good at some of the traditional things, but my initials are literally ART. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little confusing for a while of, I'm like, I really feel like that's stuff I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't, I don't understand. And when I was a little kid, I wanted to be an archaeologist. And then I was like, mm, I don't love the heat. And it seems like a lot of it is being places <laughs> and being really hot. But also I was like, that's going to be a lot of science in school. I don't know about that. And I got my first camera. Well, I'd had cameras when I was a little kid as well. I'd always sort of had cameras and Polaroids and been into it. And had been the little kid who would be like, you know, at family stuff, like, can I have the camera, you know, and take photos and stuff like that. But then I was like, oh, I could maybe like do this, you know? And that became such a tool for me, I think, to also like start figuring out that process of like you feel something something sparks in you you want to go kind of outward with it and like you don't know why 
that's been a thing for me, like kind of my whole life. I know I feel this and I want to like connect with other people with it. I don't know why. I don't know what it means. It's not like manipulative. I'm not trying to say this is the conversation, but more I'm like, I thought this was cool. What do you think? You know, it's like I want to be in conversation with people Mm. and self-expression really helped me figure out like who I should be in conversation with in a lot of ways, both literally of like, who should I talk to, to kind of metaphorically of like, who should be in my circle and around me. Self-expression is like a really good way, I think, to protect yourself of people who maybe want to dampen your spirit as well, because it's always been very revealing to me. People tell on themselves all the time. So because I am expressive, when people are like, whoa, or whatever, I'm like, no, you're maybe not good for me. I don't need it to be affirmed to me just like the way I am when there's nothing wrong with it, that I'm too much. Like I, that's just not a good thing for me. I may be too much for that person, you know, which is their deal and that's fine. But like, it's not a message I want to have echoed back to me all the time by it. Like a friend, it's just not going to work for me, you know? So that's a thing too, that it's like, you don't have to like put up comparison or be like, well, cause I'm not a painter or something. I don't need to express myself like it benefits all of us. It's a tool, I think, to get things out of your body so that you can like sort of see what are these things telling me? What are they pointing me towards? And then who are the people kind of in support of that in my life? It can serve all these purposes besides just like a side hustle, you know, like it's not just about income streams. Like you said, productivity, like I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it, but it kind of makes me laugh sometimes. Like when people be like, I don't know, like, why should I sit around all week instead and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well denying you feel that way. How's that going? Well, actually you you led me to my next question point and something I'd like to explore. Yeah, let's do it. Let's be archaeologists of self-expression. <laughs> but like sitting comfortably in, <laughs> yeah. at a temperature we're both happy with. It's true. Yes. My question was, what happens when you don't? And you mm. being us, right? I don't see people. I was talking to a client this morning and another one of my clients, it, this happens a lot. So people love to see me when they are like in the shit. Right. And that happens yeah. to you too. Like you're their best fucking friend. You're they need a session now when yeah. they're, when they're in it. Right. But if they're doing something that maybe they don't want to talk about or express. Oh, they, that's my fave. <laughs> they just are like, I'm gonna have to cancel that. Um, something came up and I'm like, Oh, did it? So <laughs> was, oh, was did it, it your ex boyfriend? Is that what's up? So it's not from a place of judgment. I want to be very clear. Yeah. I think everybody I works with hopefully knows that. And I express that a lot. But it's interesting that the lack of self-expression of like, and, and it starts with, I believe, telling ourselves the truth. The truth is this. I feel this. I need to stay in and cry this weekend, right? Or I need to just be wherever I am or whatever. Like if we lie to ourselves and how are we ever supposed to express ourselves outwardly, right? It doesn't Mm. happen. So I think a lot of people misunderstand 
how to get honest and express themselves to themselves before it moves anywhere. You know, there is no goal other than you getting to know yourself, me getting to know myself so that we can feel better. I mean, isn't that all what what we're all looking for? Like to feel good, to feel safe, to feel, you know, relatively or pretty happy. Like that's it. That's the goal. And if something comes of it, which is amazing and benefits, you know, your bank account or whatever, like fantastic. But it's really interesting to me, the avoidance around expressing ourselves privately. Yeah. I talk to myself a lot because it's how I hold myself accountable outside of like doing like specific work, like throughout the day. I've said that here before where if something hits me or someone makes me upset or I feel mad, they don't make me upset. I feel mad or upset because of something that's happened. I'm like, well, what was that? And why do you think you feel that way? You know, because just firing off a text to somebody or whatever, even like, what am I going to like paint a picture in that moment? That's not me. You know, (laughs) (laughs) so I whip out my canvas. I I just start furiously painting. Quay, move over. It's my turn. Oh my God. Well, it's, it's really hard for me personally to paint anything, to draw anything. And it's kind of sad, but it's not really, it's never really been my medium, but also that's okay. And I think for a long time, I didn't think I was creative, which is ridiculous because everything I love is so rooted in that and is inherently just like creative and artistic or, you know, moving in some way. That's how I think of art and feel about art. It moves me, whatever it is. But I didn't think I was creative for a long time and that caused me pain. Yeah, I could see that because that's insane. It's insane for you to think you're not creative, you know, like I think you're a deeply creative person. Right. It may not be like traditional applications, which I think I'm similar, you know, like I'm really well versed in traditionalist. But I think it's interesting. Self expression is all about honesty, you know, and it's interesting that we're doing this, recording this on the heels of vulnerability because. Yeah. They're so intertwined and in that, you know, I don't know. I think I'm really grateful that my mom is very self-expressive and it's through all aspects of her life. You know, when you're like in one of her interiors, like, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but like, she's just very self-expressive, you know? And so for me, I think being raised by someone like that, I'm really grateful that I sort of started figuring some of that out at a really young age, you know, because I think when I did hit, you know, speed bumps or was like, Ooh, it feels like something wants to come out. Like, I don't, you know, like, Ooh, I don't know what to do with that. You know, like, I had built up some tools I had known. So I guess about two years ago, I started trying to make a tarot deck. It's been, it's not gone well. It's, or it's not going well. It's been completely shelved at this point, but I couldn't figure it out. And honestly, I think it's because I was supposed to be doing other work, but I was like, well, while I'm trying to figure this out, like, let me at least do this, you know? And it's really funny. And I'll have to show you at some point, hopefully y'all will have gone to the website and you will see that we have a, like a brand new, beautiful website. 
a lot of my reference of what I wanted to do for the deck is essentially what the website has turned into. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Was I picking up on something? And what I thought I was like failing at was like actually just wasn't the timeline for it. You know, I don't know. Who knows? You know, I wouldn't rule out a deck. I think I'm still going to make one at some point or we'll make one. We'll figure it out anyway. TBD, where this is now a production meeting and it's a podcast. (laughs) But I was talking to my friend Juliana, who's an artist and does body work. And she's just someone who I really trust to have some of those conversations with about, I think, process or of being like, hey, like creative to creative, because I don't really call myself an artist. And I was like, I'm having, she's like, I think what you're struggling with is like you you really care and you've forgotten how to push past the fear. She's like, the fear is always going to be there. That fear of like, what am I doing? Or do I have something to say? Or is this worthy or what? She's like, all of that is always going to crop up. She's like, you're just rusty. You're rusty at pushing through it and building up your resistance and just making your work, you know? And I was grateful to her because for a couple of weeks, I would do a daily creative meditation. And she said, I'm happy to witness, you know? So like, just take a photo and text it to me. Like, I'm not going to give notes. I'm not going to critique you or anything. I'll just acknowledge, you know? And we did that for a little bit. And then I didn't need her to witness for me, but she helped me you know, like I went to Parsons, like I went to, I have a BFA, like creative process is not new to me. I'm someone like trained in it and it was good to be reminded of it and good to be reminded of like, oh, duh, she's right. I've been creative in terms of like thinking of workshops or marketing materials or whatever, but that was like for a goal. I haven't been creative just to get my feelings out in a long time. And it's a different process and all this fear was coming up and I had forgotten about that. I just forgotten about when you're doing something creative, sometimes like that comes up. That's like what you have to build up that muscle to push past and be like, I don't care. I don't care. It's dumb. I just know I'm supposed to do this right now, you know, and build up that, that tolerance, that tolerance of being uncomfortable. Self-expression is uncomfortable. You're putting something out there and hoping people don't reject you for it, essentially, I think. So it's okay if that feels daunting. It is, you know? Yeah, and I think that it's, what do you think about creative people who have an easy time like putting out or what do you think about this in general? Not the people, but putting out an idea. Are we going to rank friends now? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Who's the worst? No. (laughs) (laughs) Who can put out something like a book or. I'm so deeply admiring of them. Like already. I know. I'm like done with the question. I know. But I'm like, no, you want to write a book. I want to write a book. We all want to write books. It's shit. (laughs) It looks like a fucking like real job. It takes time, Anna, who can write a book, who can write a song, who can perform or whatever, but may have a hard time expressing themselves in like interpersonal relationships. Oh, that's in Okay. I think, Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes the work falls flat and I don't mean that people won't resonate with it, but I think that the deeper the individual is going in their Mm. relationships, the more deeply it's felt. Yeah. That's really 
interesting and it sort of relates back to my we alone don't determine our fuckability that (laughs) it's so tricky I think with self-expression of like you know if you do a book or you you make a painting I well one I think it depends on what is the intention are you making it for you or are you making it for an audience you know and I think most people if you're writing a book it's both you know I think it's like you're hoping to work something out or heal something or get clarity around something in this process and you're hoping that it other people relate to it or connect to it you know so if you don't know how to relate and connect to people then like how are you going to do something that does that and I do think I think it's tricky. Like, you know, I was in this writing with vulnerability in my class and we've stayed together. And it's interesting because there's people who are professional writers and there's people who are aspiring writers. And then there's people who are like, ooh, that's appealing to me. I don't know that I really want to be a writer, but I just think it's a tool and it's something I like. And I kind of like all forms of self-expression. You know, I'm just drawn to them. I think writing can be a really powerful way to like self-witness and things like that. So I don't know that I care about ever being published. I mean, I don't know. I mean, my ego's like, it'd be cool. But like, I don't know. I mean, people seem to like talking about how horrific it is to write a book than they do talk about like it was fun. I mean, no one complains more about writing than writers. So... It's like hilarious to me. Like I follow so many writers on Twitter and stuff and they're all like, ugh, writing. Like, why is this the thing that fuels me? And I think that's the same about like actors and stuff too. They're like, I sort of hate that this is the only thing I want to do because it's not an easy life. It's not an easy path. And that process, I think of saying, I've reacted to something or this is something I'm really obsessed with. I want to find connection and community with that, like via some form of self-expression, like, is hard. And I think that hope of it being, it's like, you can't hope that like everybody loves it, but I think your hope is that it's like received with the intention you put it out in. And so I think if you, and it's just kind of, it's been interesting in this writing class and like getting to know people better because it's like, I know them in such an intimate way in some ways of like, you know, they're like, I'm writing this piece that's about this thing in my family or whatever. And you're like, whoa, that's some stuff, you know? And I mean, there's been people who've read pieces in this class that we've like wept about, you know? And it wasn't, it was an incredibly personal piece, but it's like, Like you can tell that some of those people who do that, they get intention and they get people. So I do think it's really rare that someone can be like a true kind of hermit or really people limited or something. I think in making something people really resonate from, you know, resonate with. But I also know there's been some artists that were incredibly I mean, like Georgia O'Keeffe, for example, people really resonate with her stuff. Is it just because it looks like vaginas? I don't know. But she led a kind of private life, like wasn't yeah, out in the world. Private. You no, know, I think what I'm interested in is not necessarily like, although I do think that is fascinating and I myself love being a hermit, but I, I also <laughs> <true>. like <laughs> very much so. I thought about that. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's how much you engage in I mean, I talk to people also all day long, you know what I mean? And it's not like I'm not in the world. I'm just not like physically in the world. But my point was more like, how honest can we be Mm. with anybody else, no matter what we're doing, if we're not expressing ourselves 
to ourselves. Oh, well, I mean, this to me, I've experienced more in dating, but like people who lie to themselves will lie to you. Right. Period. Right. Because they don't even know that they're doing it. But I think with like creative expression, I do think it falls flat, but I think it's more like can I should say it can yeah it can but it's that like macro micro sometimes of like whether or not to you can toggle between like I don't know if you've had a conversation with a friend who was like working on something and they're struggling to understand that like what they're really hung up on is not universal so that does limit the scope of who's going to connect to that Mm. you know and they're like but this is my experience it's like yeah, exactly. It's your experience. So like how invested is anyone else going to be? You know, like you have to give people a reason to care. So one of my uh, photo teachers was Charlie Harbutt, who was one of the founders of Magnum, the photo agency. And he was like this, I mean, he was like one of my heroes and I got into his class and I was like, oh my God. You know, and he was just like, he was so over it at that point. And old, I mean, like pretty old at that point. And it was just, but he didn't just understand the mechanics of how to be a good documentary photographer of like, you know, you got to be in the action. You got to put yourself out there. Like you have to get in people's face. He was like, you kind of have to be an asshole and be okay with that. You know, like you kind of can't care about people's feelings. Like you were trying to document life. Like that is what drives you. And I was like, Oh, I don't know about that. Like, I'm going to feel really bad, you know, but something he said is if People are always attracted to the truth. Mm -hmm. If what you are photographing, if what you are making work around is the truth, Mm -hmm. you will always find an audience for it because people are naturally voyeuristic. He's like, we naturally gravitate towards the truth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I agree with you in that regard of like, but I think like not to get too like, whoa, man, like let's get into the specifics of this. (laughs) I think if you don't realize you're lying it can still like connect with people with other people who don't realize they are yeah yeah because i think sometimes we work through truth in stages you know so i think if you're actively trying to uncover something it can still connect with people even if you're not there yet you know 100 100 but if you're like i'm trying to purport myself like i remember this woman i knew like self-published this book on Amazon and it was like a wellness book and she could not understand why it wasn't taking off. And I was like, not a judgment about self-publishing versus like being picked up by a publisher or whatever. But I was like, you've taken out all these things that would have given you a reference for like what people wanted to hear from you. Like you've removed these obstacles, like kind of you've removed the competition, you've done it all. And like you miss that people don't want to hear about this from you, not what people are asking for from you. You know, like it was just really interesting. And it's like, was she lying? No, but was she in denial about what people like gravitate don't you think to that's her? a lot but don't you think that's a lie like unintentional don't you think denial is oof i don't know i have such a complicated relationship with denial that my therapist has to like constantly remind me when people are in denial they really don't know i'm like but don't they a little bit like on some <laughs> level you know and she's like no anna that is not how denial You're like, works give me, like, loophole, give me a loophole i'm like come on Like they have to know a little bit. Also, also, we're not talking, and I'm not talking about, and I don't think Anna is either, about self-expression just for like 
financial gain or anything like for other people. It's not like, where's the hole in the market? Like nobody's saying, no, I, I mean, but it's, think about like when you've hung out though with a group of friends and like a friend comes in and they're wearing like black lipstick and you're like, whoa, I love who joined us? Like, loved it. Who's goth now? Like, if it was your friend who takes risks, like you didn't think much about it and you were like, oh, that's cool. But if it was your friend who you know, like, wants to like marry a guy in finance and live in Connecticut, you're like, what is happening? But you know, then poor Sarah, because like, what if Sarah doesn't really know if she wants to marry the guy in finance and she's trying on another? I'm all for it. I think like, but there's honesty in that. If you're like, I'm kind of experimenting. I'm trying something out. Yeah, I'm like, no. no, my point is the people on the other side, it's so unfortunate because we don't realize how much we shut other people down when we do things like that, right? Because it might have taken our imaginary Sarah all of the courage to be like, I'm going to buy the lipstick. I'm going to take it back to my house and then I'm going to put it on and then I'm going to leave the house. And for, it only takes like one person to be like, are you really wearing black lipstick right now? For someone to be like, oh, I guess I'll go back in my box. And I feel like yeah, that is such a sad thing to watch happen to people. And it's happened to me a million times. I just really have like pushed as much through that like I can't give a fuck what you think about me you know and it's the way I express myself but even think about like going to school as a kid oh and yes right and what you were wearing was like fucking on display and teachers would comment on it and teachers yeah and you would get potentially kicked I mean I did not for wearing things that were like revealing but like I wore like Jesus is my homeboy shirts and like I was like <laughs> you don't know that Jesus is my homeboy and they're like, oh, we do, though. <laughs> and I was like... Well, I think about like the projection of like what type of person you are. Like I used to wear Vaseline with craft glitter pressed into it to school, you know, and it's amazing. I both like didn't get an eye infection and <laughs> yeah, was able to get it off. Vaseline on our eyes. Why? I was the worst. And my eyes are so sensitive. (laughs) They were like, what are you doing? But I think that's also why I've become, well, I'll be curious if like what we do for a living changes for you. But I've always been like a cheerleader for people's self-expression a lot and been like, oh, like you're kind of thinking of breaking out of your mold. Like, how can I support you? You know, like I've been into that. I think where I started shutting people down, like inadvertently, is if you tell me you want something for yourself, like this comes up a lot more with my friends and like dating in recent years. If if you tell me you, you're ready to settle down, find, you know, El Uno and have some kids and stuff like I take that seriously. So if you're telling me that and I'm holding that hope and intention for you and then you're like, I'm dating this guy. He doesn't want to be my boyfriend, but I think I'm going to see what happens like. I have a hard time not going like, what are you doing? This well, is that's in- completely different. I, I, yeah. You, that's completely, but it that's is self-expression. A, right. You know, that's like a good friend, in my opinion, like one that people don't always want, but it's true. It, it doesn't always go well. It sure doesn't. But it, it sure but it's doesn't. Like, Cause I'm like, I'm not judging. I don't ultimately give a shit what you do. You know, like I love you. You're my friend. I don't care. As long as you're not harming me, I don't care. You know, but that's where I've had to learn I'm not their coach. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I have to, like, divorce myself and also remember 
all the time we say things and then do different things. And we can want something, but it's so scary that like the way we go about getting it is kind of nuts. So I'm curious with you, and I know we're going to start to wrap up in a second, but I'm curious if like the work we do for a living, like did that change your ability to cheerlead people's self-expression? I've always been the person who it cheerleads people's self-expression like that. I mean, because I always wanted that for myself and it wasn't that I was just being selfish, but I tried to treat people the same way. And I liked seeing individuals because I didn't same. really see a lot of that. So we had this girl in our school who I won't name, but she was like, pretty like edgy like she some people would say she was goth i don't think she was goth but people were terrified of her connecticut gloss <laughs> she was connect she wore her polo a little ripped no i'm Ooh. kidding i'm kidding no she had like all different color hairs and, and let hair and like you know she was she's yeah. pretty punk she was pretty punk and i thought she was fucking awesome and she knew that i thought she was awesome and i would tell her she was awesome all the time and people were so scared of her. And I remember when we grew up and like had gone through camp together and blah, blah, blah. And we were in high school and we were getting our fake IDs and nobody wanted to go up to her and ask her to get us our IDs. And I was like, are you guys for real? Like you're scared of her because she has fucking orange hair. And so I of course did, but it, it hasn't changed anything for me. It's only made my work feel makes sense in such a different way because I've been doing this all my life. Like I've been encouraging yeah. people to be themselves for as long as I can remember sitting on the playground being like, who cares what they think? Like, just do you, you know? And so yeah. it like, it clearly evolved, you know, the way it was meant to, but I, I hate seeing other people do it. And I understand it comes from a place of pain and insecurity and it, and I try that has changed. I will say I used to judge bullies. I used to judge people that were judgmental of creative people. Same. And now I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing and I know why you're doing it. Just yeah. That's so interesting because my mom, it's so weird because I'm like, you made me like this. And then when I would be like, I'm going to do this. And she'd be like, <gasps> you know, and I had to always see that like, she's trying to protect me and like what she was reacting to as a mother is like, you're going to put yourself out there and therefore you're vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know? So now it's so different. I used to always hear it as like criticism or, you know, and I was so sensitive when I would hear it from someone else, I would just be like, forget them, you know? And now I'm like, Oh, it's usually it's fear-based and it's often, I think, wanting to protect someone. It's yes. like, I want to keep you safe. Don't do that. You know, and I think with our friends that we can be that way, you know, like you maybe don't think of that or I don't, but like, I'm also the same person who's like, oh, did that person hurt you? I will cut them, you know, like, so. Cut them. Yeah. <laughs> cut them. Cut them. That is us. I have to end with the kids I used to babysit for like long, long, long time ago when they would get back from elementary school, I'd be like, you have a good day at school today? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, anybody, anybody mess with you? They were like, no. I'm like, <laughs> they were like scared. To I, was like, like, she will kill I was someone. like, I will go there. And they're like, we know you will. <laughs> we know. We know. We're not, we have zero doubt. In fact, well, let's give, I think we should, <laughs> I think we should close with a little homework. If you're mm. up to it, like an offering of some soul work of what you might consider doing or participating in to step into like some self-expression, what would your hot tip be? What would your hot tip item? Go back to what you like to do as a kid. If you 
have no idea where to start. I think taking classes can be helpful as well to have some guardrails and to feel vulnerable, like in a group can be encouraging, but also going back to what you enjoyed as a kid. If you liked painting, get some paints. I was really into beads. I go back to that sometimes when I feel a little stuck, you know, like, and trust that sometimes when you just let yourself be creative for the sake of being creative and therefore expressing yourself just for the sake of expressing yourself, it is a form of meditation. So come back to that if it feels like I don't have the time or I don't have the luxury of exploring this or whatever. I've never not benefited from giving, I call it my visioning time. I've never not benefited from doing that. Something has always come to me of like, I know I should do this or whatever, or releasing those feelings allowed me to be clearer to figure out where I needed to orient myself in the world. So I think we spend adulthood returning to who we were like at six. So yep. Start there. Your inner child is always going to help you the most with self-expression, creativity, and love. So go back, go ask them, take your inner child on a creative date. If that makes you feel creepy, because it did me when people would tell me to go on dates with my inner child, just think (laughs) about what your six-year-old self would like to do and start there. Yeah. And I would just add to that, like, just be open to surprising yourself. You didn't plan your day. My kid has a lot of toys. We are very blessed to have all the toys. And he is, was inside before I walked out here playing with a piece of tape and, <laughs> and the tape, the circle that the tape comes on. And he's like, look, mom and dad. I was like, wow, it's tape. He's like, no, it's a, you know, I think it was an octopus, but like he didn't have a plan going in there. I can assure you. He just, he saw something, he's open and that is so inspiring. So yeah, that just invite the little you in. You don't have to like go for coffee yet. You can just like <laughs> hang out and like introduce yourself. <laughs> you don't want to go on a date. You don't want to be fine. a fucking crave. You can just <laughs> stay open. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> see you next time. We'll never see you. Well, we'll see you, but not here. Good day. <laughs> That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. 